So, Will, welcome to another episode. Of, oh, welcome um, yourself, of our, of our podcast. Um, Short fills, big questions. It's been a while. Indeed, indeed, it has. It's been too long. This uh, is our first virtual. Oh, yeah podcast as well first attempt at a virtual podcast so apologies in advance for all the technical issues that you'll probably find with this podcast because been... very very fitting as there's a technical episode on yeah. post-production we've been struggling <laughs> big time um yeah so what's the episode today what are we talking about Ryan? so the episode today is how do i edit this thing this thing being your short film. No, this thing being, um, you know, this painting I've done recently. <laughs> We've actually changed the whole podcast <laughs> without talking um, about painting. Yeah. Well, art is art, Will, you know, after all. Yeah, art is art. Art is It's art. all the same, really. Um, mm. Yeah, anyway, so <laughs> we're looking at editing. So I've got a little definition here. Um, as wow. we like to start our episodes, the definition these days. Definition. Um, so it's on its most fundamental level, film editing is the art, technique, and practice of assembling shots into a co coherent sequence. Okay? Mm -hmm. So you're putting them in order, basically. Yeah. So you've filmed, you've done your, you've shot your film, and now you're in post-production, and now you're putting your shots yeah in order to make it a coherent sequence to make it make sense yeah hopefully make it look a bit more like your script um yeah in the first mm. place uh and then yeah today basically we're going to be discussing editing mainly and then, but we're also going to just touch on sound design and the grade which is how you color your films um just 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 in terms of the the order per se of where, where they land with the editing yeah um so the, yeah um also because i was going to say there's the um the old adage is it adage is that what you say it's like the the there is the um everyone says that it's actually where you rewrite your film so there's three stages of of your yeah. film and the first is when you're writing the script and you're actually writing it the second is when you make it in production when you're actually filming and then the third stage is where you rewrite it again and that's in the in the edit so it's a very very important stage of course it's all the power of the cut isn't it you know like you hear that talked about in podcasts quite a bit uh, so yeah, super important. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like for me, anyway, it's, the technology of it all is super. I found super confusing, and I've never really considered myself a very technical person. And mm. then, like you know, uh, it's just been I found difficult to get my head around it. But yeah, what's your like experience with editing? Because you're more. You obviously you basically edit for a living. So you're a freelance filmmaker, and you do a lot of editing. <laughs> so, well, you as well now do a yeah, lot of editing. Yeah, me too. I, um, I suppose so. But you know, yeah. more, you know a bit more but than it, I do. I, I'm the same as well. I got uh, it's quite overwhelming, like the technical, because I'm not very technical either. Mm. Um, although now kind of forced to be. Yeah. Um, but it is quite overwhelming, you know, if you're working on Premiere Pro, if you're working on Avid, even if you're cutting something together on a little like iMovie or something. Yeah, can be quite overwhelming. But I think it is a really, really important part of your like process in terms of directing as well, because you just get so much out of. Mm out of actually cutting stuff together because that's how I started doing it uh, everything was started filming random things and then I put it all together in the edit so I didn't really have a story and then I would make the story almost in the in the edit which is a really weird way to go about doing it I know but it's how I kind of started I started by doing a lot of editing basically. okay so wait sorry go back so those stories that you you were kind of coming up with in the edit what was that with that that wasn't a short film that was just that, those no just, little... just random little things little videos here and there that i used to just kind of make i used to make like ski videos uh, uh and so yeah, i would yeah, do yeah. um 
I would uh, literally film anything and everything, which is just not what you, you know, not supposed to do anyway. But it was just like for a little bit of fun. Yeah. Uh, and we'd film anything and everything, and then I would put it together, you know, with a mate or just by myself, and make a little like story out of uh, out of the trip or out of you know this or that. Yeah, and you'd use um, what like iMovie or something like that to do. No, that? I, use, I did. Yes, actually, I did a few on iMovie, and then I used, and then I started using Premiere Pro. Um, okay. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm. And then so, okay, yeah. So I suppose technologically, like, um, like what system do you use to yeah, edit? Okay. And then in mm. a nutshell, how do you go about your editing? I know <laughs> okay, that's hard because it's, short it's films really or for doc Yeah, short films and documentaries and stuff like that. So, okay, so going through the actual, like, step-by-step -step thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you have your so you have your footage from the film. Yeah. And often that is put onto uh, a hard drive. Yeah. It should be put onto a hard drive. It's not often. It's always put into a hard drive or an SSD. And you then plug your hard drive into your computer, <laughs> and you will get. And what I'll do is um, I will. Uh, I don't label the clips or anything. I label. I have like a folder for the day or whatever it is that we've shot on, uh, and then the shot number. So shot one, shot two, shot three, whatever. And then I will put the clips into these folders and then I put them into my, into Premiere Pro. Uh, and then often I will put them into a different sequence. So shot one, I'll put those into a sequence, all the takes of shot one into a sequence. Mm. And same for shot two, shot three, shot four, for day one, then day two, same thing again. Um, and then when I'm in the sequence, I can go through all of my shots and all of the takes and then there I can kind of decide um which ones are the best um and then from there once i've decided which ones are the best which are my selects which my with the selected takes that i want um i start going going about it by making editing a scene mm -hmm. so you edit a, I, I kind of edit scene by scene um and so then you kind of make that scene do what you want it to do and then you can start putting scenes together into like a master edit, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So I, okay. I did I did a day shadowing a documentary editor who was editing something for Netflix and he does this with in acts. So he has an act, act one, act two, act three. Okay, and those are the he has a master sequence for act one, and that's all of the stuff for his act one. Same for act two, same for act three. But then within act one there are lots of scenes. And so he then has a sequence for scene one, act one or whatever. And then he edits that scene by itself and he edits each individual scene and then he starts putting them together because then, you know, maybe what he's done in scene one by mm. itself doesn't work as a whole with the whole thing. Right. Okay. Uh, and I think it's really good to compartmentalize it and kind of really work out each individual scene and how that scene's working mm -hmm. by itself before you put it all together. Yeah. Because um, if you if you try and edit one, it's quite overwhelming just to try and edit the whole thing. Um, and two, I think it, you know if you're really really focused on that scene, you can get the best out of just that scene. What you've what you've made from that scene. Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's good. That's a good overview. I think. Um... And then, and then, so you use Adobe Premiere Pro. Yes. Right. Which, which is, is uh, shat on by the uh, <laughs> film machine. Well, because the, the industry standard is Avid. Oh, right. Um, okay. So the editor on my commercial uses Avid. Oh, did he? Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, but I've always used uh, Premiere Pro. And I think a lot of people started using Premiere yeah, Pro. Yeah. It's just kind of a, uh, isn't it like 
fairly affordable comparatively to Avid? Or? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. It's just, I think, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know enough. I've never ever edited on Avid, so I have nothing to yeah. to say about it because I don't know. The, I've just watched someone edit on Avid. Yeah. Um, uh, I've always used Premiere Pro. Okay, yeah. cool. And you have as well, right? Your yeah, I mean, that's what, you know, like, um, I, I think, like you, I, like, just messed around with, like, I, like, I don't know, on mm. iMovie, not Premiere. And then for a bit, and then I, um, when I started getting into editing, just from talking to you and talking to other people who were making short films, it seemed like Adobe Premiere Pro was the only option. Like, there was the, yeah. everybody said. So that's the, the one I used. And um, yeah, so I, that's how what, I. So what's been your journey into editing? Because before you your film next one, the next one, uh, you hadn't really edited before. Yeah. And then you took on the edit for this, and I don't know. It's been amazing to see actually how much you've learned because you actually like edit now. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas before you just, yeah, you didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So how has that how's that process been? And like, what is your now? What is your process when you're editing? So what was your process for the next one, for example? Um, so, well, it was kind of like just kind of, it was all a bit of so messy and I took so long doing it because it was my first proper project. So I think over last lockdown summer, we did a little virtual short film together and I edited mm. that. So that was almost like a practice for me. And then the next one was a proper short film with like 20 crew or whatever. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was pretty similar to what you just said, basically because I just asked you how to do it and then you helped me and then also i looked at youtube videos and that seemed to be the consensus and i also asked hansel who's um uh, a few things who's who's like an editor we both know so yeah i mean yeah i just i just basically did the same thing but using that using the adobe premiere software and then also mm -hmm. interesting just on that generally uh i think so like for my first film i didn't edit it um a friend of mine hansel edited it and that was actually great because I just kind of got his insight and he was so good. However, what I would say is that when you are short filmmaking, I feel like to be able to edit it just massively, massively helps. Because if you have like an external editor on the outside, because it's a short film, because it's probably very low budget and people aren't getting paid or not get, or getting paid very little amounts, um, it helps for you to be there knowing exactly. And you can move a frame around here and there. And I can't, you can't really ask somebody who's doing it for free to move a couple of frames do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, but it yeah. but it is a skill for a director to have though it's like to try and get more out of the editor when they've got loads of other projects on. yeah and then also it's directing again you're directing the editor to what you want and then kind of working with yeah the person so like i think in, is it lee smith the podcast i just listened to that yesterday i was going to mention yeah. It actually yeah he's but he's so he doesn't really go onto sets does he, he doesn't really um, yeah or yeah well he does sometimes right because yeah or he he did sometimes and then but it's ma mainly for vfx stuff like they want to ask yeah. him questions about vfx but not yeah. they, he never wants to engage in like shot selection or anything like that i suppose yeah because because and i talked to the guy who edited my commercial he he never ever wants to go on the set and like a lot of editors that you speak to they don't want to go on the set because they, they want to be wanna... apart yeah. from the material and it's and a lot of the time you know you're um you as the director because you know how much went into a certain shot you're going to probably keep it because yeah you know it's really hard to kill kill your 
kill your darlings, is that yeah. what you say? Kill your babies, yeah. kill your darlings. Um, whereas the editor wasn't there. He doesn't care. She doesn't care. Yeah. That, you know, this took half a day and this is like, you know, it's so essential. If it doesn't work for the story, they're probably, they're, they're right and they're not going to put it in. Mm. Um, and they don't care what yeah. that it took, you know, so much to get that shot. There was so much planning to go into that shot. It's like, oh, well, it doesn't work for the scene and it doesn't work for the film. Yeah. You like you shouldn't have it in there. And like, if there's that, that separation, I think is quite good. Uh, whereas actually when you're, and I think it's really, really good experience to edit your own films and I've edited all my own films as well, but there is that mm. element of, okay, I've got to put a different hat on now, I've got to edit and try not to be, it's really, really hard because you try, you yeah. really got to try not to be, um, too precious about the material. Yeah. Did you find, did you find that you were being quite precious about your, your stuff or did you, were you, were you quite brutal with your... Well, I material. thought that like at the start I was, but then as the time went by and I watched it a zillion times, I started maybe to lose a little bit of uh, attachment maybe to it. And I started being a bit more brutal with the cuts. So how do you cut? So how are you what how are you making your decisions in the cut uh, in the edit? Are you editing to your storyboard or to your shot list? Um, or are you do you throw that out and then see uh, what you can make? Or do you cut to the storyboard and then do a cut? that isn't to the storyboard. Okay. Well, um, I, yeah, that's a good question. I feel like, you know, judging from what I've read as well, it just depends on the director, doesn't it? Like the Coen brothers are like, bam, exactly what's on the storyboard. Mm. And then somebody else might be different. I think for me, it was like, try to be quite close, close-ish to the storyboard and just use that as a guideline, but not mm. be governed by it either. And to be fair, it was pretty similar to the storyboard in the end of what I did. How about you? Did, did you do it like that? Uh, I did a little on my, my film, but I kind of regret it in a little uh, a way. But okay. then I was very, 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 very specific on my shots for my film. And so I didn't actually give myself too much leeway. I wish I'd got way more coverage. I should have got way more coverage. Oh. Uh, and then I probably would have cut it differently. Mm. Uh, and I would have been way more free in the edit to get certain reactions, which would have elevated the comedic element maybe here or there. Um, so I do regret not getting enough coverage. I just didn't get enough coverage. Because I remember um, on the day, like, we were doing, yeah, with, because I was obviously there on that short film that you did, we would do, like, wait, a, what? A, <laughs> a small section of the scene. So it'd be like, you'd get the wide, and then you'd cut. i do, like, maybe five lines, mm. and then you'd cut. And said, yeah, it was very, that. very, very specific. That's yeah. all we need. That. And I kind of, I, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm yeah, because I was very stubborn about exactly where I was going to cut in my edit, because I'd edited it in my head the whole film beforehand. Yeah. Which is, I did, it's good, but also actually I've worked out it's not how I want to, how I work. Okay. Uh, best, I don't think. I, I wish I'd have given more freedom to you to then like just, okay, like, well, let's just see if that, that other line there works, you know, just let's just, let's just use it and we might want it in the edit mm. just to have the option um when you I'm say the other line specific. or do you mean just continuing on? yeah just continuing yeah. on you know um but we were you know like okay we're doing you know these six lines here in the wide i yeah. know i'm going to cut into a mid shot or a, uh, this shot of this person there so we don't yeah. need any more and i think that's this is a good experience to have done but it's actually i've realized i don't like to work like that because because mm. of all my editing experience i'm like Okay, I need to. I want to be able to have more freedom in the edit to be able to cut yeah. around, and maybe you find something completely different that you didn't have in your head, mm. uh, or that you didn't have in you know on the day. Yeah. Um, and you know you could it could elevate it so much. It's just like if you get all the coverage and you get you know more than you need if you have the time, mm. then you can, 
you know, maybe you cut you cut to the storyboard, but then you've got so many other options to play around with the scene because maybe once you've cut it together, it doesn't work. Yeah. It's not working. And then you're stuck if you don't have uh, the right amount of coverage. Yeah. And if you do, then you can mess around and, and play around so much with it. I mean, for example, my commercial, we shot a lot of coverage like, and it was all handheld. So it was very different to what how I did the short film. Um, I was I had some specific, very specific shots and things like that. But um, in the edit, we had so much to choose from. Yeah. And it's it's massively helped because the story is so much clearer now than it was and has worked better than I had it on the page right. on the storyboard. Okay. Um, yeah. And then we just have so many different options in terms of like, okay, what are we doing? Okay, what's this scene saying? Who's the main character in this scene? Whose reaction matters? And we've mm. got all the reaction shots, so we could cut to them, um, which is lucky. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, interesting, that, that... isn't it? But then, like you say, the Coen brothers just cut to their cut to the storyboard and it works <laughs> yeah i feel like they might be the exception to the rule i mean like looking at listening yeah. to everybody or like reading about other directors it feels like maybe people are a little bit more loosey-goosey like like what you're saying in terms of like i suppose like a value system around editing what i did before i started editing the next one because i didn't know anything is i just started reading i read a, a, a book about editing so like a kind of but less a technical book but more about like I don't know, like the emotion. How. Yeah. And then, yeah, basically like, you know, kind of the value system behind it. And there's a book called um, In the Blink of an Eye by Walter mm. Murch. Um, and then he talks basically the principles in that that I found most interesting. And it's not that very long. It's, it's like more of a, a very long essay. But he talks about cutting for emotion. So basically trying to cut in a way that, you know, kind of informs what you want the audience to feel you know, cutting for story and also he talks about rhythm a lot. And so mm. Walter Murch, I think he cut Apocalypse Now, didn't he? Yeah, and, then, and uh, The Godfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was wondering if that's kind of how you thought about it or like, did you, do you feel like, you know, is that, because mm. that, that, and also... The rhythm thing's interesting, I think. What's that, sorry? Like cutting to a rhythm. Yeah. Um, yeah, trying to keep, I guess it's like, what building the scene up in what like in terms of like the pace and things like that is that what he yeah, means i think so i mean yeah and I, you can kind of tell what he means like there are some films where you do feel a rhythm almost like a music mm. to the cuts but yeah. then i don't know if i if i do that to be honest I don't but know. i think your your film when i watched your film that it was cut quite it's like a slow slow burn isn't it yeah yeah um and so in it's cut like that you hold on to shots a bit longer and, and things like that mm. um it's interesting. I don't know if I cut to a rhythm. I think it kind of builds up in pace. Mine does, like in terms of like the chaos and things like that. Yeah. And so in terms of like the rhythm, it starts really quite slow in the pub. Yeah. And then it builds up slowly through in terms of pacing. Like yeah. It gets faster maybe. I don't know if and the you, cuts if you... get quicker. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of feel like maybe that's not a conscious thing. Maybe that's just something mm. that you have. Maybe you just feel it. Yeah. You just feel it, and you wanna you wanna make sure you just I guess tuning into your instincts if you have those instincts. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think cunning for emotion kind of resonated with me. Like in terms, why of, is that? Well, I, I thought like even when you're coming up with a shot list or um, you're thinking like, okay, what do I want the audience to feel here? And then this is okay. Do I want this super close up on a really wide angle lens and it's going to distort their face? Then it's going to feel quite uncomfortable for an audience member. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then so like cunning for emotion just kind of feels quite honest in that you, you you're cutting the scene in a way to mm. to make the fit the audience feel a certain way 
you direct see, you see it a lot with um, when someone's given like quite bad news or it's like something quite bad has happened. And then I've seen it on like various films recently. I was watching this film called Phoenix and she's given this really shit news, terrible news. And, you know, the, she's given the news and she's on a close up. Then the lady who gives her the news, sorry, leaves the room and they cut to this wide of her standing by herself in the room and i think that's a good example of cutting for the emotion because you see her by herself yeah literally so so alone in this grand room yeah and you i don't know you really feel for her in that moment it's way more powerful than a close-up yeah um, um i was listening to thelma schoonmaker uh, oh yeah who's scorsese's editor and so she was talking about because you said something earlier um so you're editing to the script or trying to make it similar to the script or you're trying to, you know, you're trying to assembly it, put it in assembly order yeah. to, you know, replicate the script. And so she says that she only reads the script once mm. and then she sees how the film just develops right. through the dailies. Dailies are mm. the footage from each day that gets sent to the editor. Mm. Uh, and so and, and it and it creates a different almost like a different film comes out of it. Right. Um, so she doesn't stick to the script. She's, she knows what the film's about. Yeah. But then she's getting the, the dailies in or the scene comes in and then she cuts how she she does her own cut of it, having not been on the set, shows it to Martin Scorsese and then they start recutting around this and that. I thought it was really interesting because then maybe you do end up with a better better film. Yeah. Uh, if you don't stick so, so truly to your storyboards or your 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 script yeah i mean that kind of comes into i suppose two things like what we were saying about um yeah not being tied down to what's going on on what went on on the day like knowing that mm. you just cut it you can cut out a big you know a shot that you could have taken half a day for and and that's okay and that the story is the most important thing and also comes down to almost like what we were talking about in terms of we both cut out a massive scene out of our films mm, out of our yeah. short films recently um yeah. so you know it just kind of comes down to what is the most what is on the what the shot saying and what is the, the dailies as it were and like what is going to make the best film and that's all that matters <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's it's being brutal with yourself isn't it of like, yeah. okay because i think in, in terms of editing it's like you just have to be so brutal with everything mm. and it's like if this isn't adding to the story if this shot isn't adding to the story or the emotion or whatever it needs to go mm. It can't it can't stay especially with a short film it's a short film it's not you don't have really much time to like mess around yeah um and so it's like everything has to and i i don't know for this this commercial thing i did and it was a story in 30 seconds every single shot had to move the story forward mm -hmm. yeah it had to otherwise it was like and and i had to kill so many of the shots i loved because mm. they didn't work they just didn't work for the story it just didn't work at all yeah and i had to just had to be just brutal with it yeah. and just say no that's not worked this is this i have to use this shot instead because even though i like the shot less it does way more for the story than yeah. this other shot and i think that i don't know when i'm cutting then i'm trying to it has to be it's if it works for the story then it stays in the scene and then yeah. we'll see how that all kind of works and then if that scene doesn't work for the story it has to go yeah um because i cut an entire scene of you talking to the bartender yeah in my film um the because one my performance was I, shit one yarn's performance was rubbish <laughs> um, <laughs> um and then i but that was it a didn't joke, really 
kidding. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so it's such a joke. Um, it's not a joke. It was, no, it wasn't the Iron's performance. Um, but it didn't didn't move the story forward. Yeah. The scene. It didn't really do much. It didn't... Because it, it, we it was like, we already knew about your character. We already... We had the information already. Yeah. Um, and so it just didn't... It kind of slowed the film down unnecessarily as well. And so it just had to... It's like a three-minute scene or something. Yeah. Um, I cut the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing out. Um, and it's just because it... Yeah, it just didn't... just doesn't work for the story. And I think that when you go into an edit with your short film, you have to you have to put a different hat on, like take some time to be like, okay, like it's done. We've shot it all now. Try and forget all of the woes of the production and trying to get it made and, you know, how amazing such and such felt on the day. So if it's not working, it's not working, you've got to cut it out because yeah. at the end of the day, no one cares, like, no one cares about, you know, this certain shot that you, you care so deeply about. If it doesn't work for them when they're watching it in the story. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So where are you with uh, so like feedback? How did you do all your? Oh yeah, that's what I was going to mention. Feedback um, for for the next one. So when you yeah, how did you do? What was your process there? So yeah, I mean like generally like what you you know like um, I think throughout all the elements, not all the elements, but like with the editing, like feedback I found super important actually. So like you know just so you do you do what is called the traditional way of doing it. I suppose is called like your assembly cut. So you get everything together. Um, and then you get some like initial feedbacks for some very close people and then you do a series of other cuts um, each varying in the changes and then you get and you're getting feedback from people hopefully close to the project and then I kind of just showed it to more people outside the project to see what they'd think at that point and then how get... many people did you show it to hmm I mean not that many actually um I think maybe two or three outside of the the project, mm. and then, yeah, and then I, I took what they were saying on board, and then I did my own thing. I think you showed yours to probably more than I did. Really? Um, yeah. Mm. But I showed it. You, I showed, you gave yeah. me a lot of help. The producer gave me a lot of help. What was actually the most helpful was when Manny, the lead actor, uh, yeah, came in for a day and just sat with me on the laptop and the thing and edited it because he, it really felt like he had some skin in the game. Like obviously, you know, you're like a, re a good friend of mine, and then Joaquin's got some skin in the game too. But Manny, like, was really brutal. Yeah, he's in it. Yeah. <laughs> he's playing yeah. the lead, so he's going to be really honest and kind of. Did you find the? Because then it's interesting, isn't it? Because he's in it. And it's an acting thing for him. Yeah. Did you find some of the feedback may have been motivated by oh, interesting. how he looked? Mm. or uh, Not you really, know. you know. I don't think so. Um, no. I, I just think... You don't think so? No. I mean, like, maybe there was one... I thought maybe there was one bit where he quite liked his performance, maybe, on that, on that, that moment. But I didn't think it was as good as another performance. But, you know, mm. that was maybe it, I think. I, I never really felt like that. Um, yeah. Did you feel like that with me? No, and interestingly, because I think a lot of the time you were telling telling me to cut away from you. Oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah, so yeah. I was like, okay, cool, cool. He's got the film's interest at, at heart. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting who to send who to send your cuts to, and obviously the producer is one. So they sent us our stuff to Joaquin, and Joaquin for me was very useful. He came in two times, two days. We did. Um, we cut and he was brutal with me hmm. um even though you know he knew all of the troubles we went to to get the, the film made but he was still pretty brutal with it uh, i sent it to you you were pretty brutal with it 
um, and then I, I sent it to um, a couple of people outside uh, of the film who just to gauge what they thought of it. Um, and I got some very, very long emails with lots of feedback on. But you start to realise as well, everyone has a different opinion because it's so subjective. Yeah. Um, but what I found is if three people say the same thing about your cut, about a certain thing, then you probably need to take a look at it and change it. Hmm. Um, and so three people said the same thing about something. I can't remember what it was now, but I did change it. Uh, what was it? Like, okay. I think... Um, I can't. I can't remember now. It's just, I remember this guy Tom said it. This this other guy George said it, and I think Joaquin also said it. Uh, and then I just I was like, okay, it does it does need to change. Um, and then I sent it. I sent a cut to Quinn, and he made some very. Who was the first AD? But he edits as well, and he's in film and um, and all that. But he made some really interesting comments. Uh, tiny things that I hadn't noticed that I made a change. He's like, you should cut to a wide here on this bit so we can see him cheersing his dad because otherwise the information doesn't, yeah. we don't get the information. And I think you said it as well. Yeah, Someone true. else said it, I was like, oh my God. And then I cut that in. I was like, oh my God, that's the context. We needed that context. Yeah. Otherwise, because I had it just on a close-up of you cheersing your dad. Uh, and I knew what the context was. And so I was cutting with that context in my head. But someone else, three people were like, what what's he cheersing to? It doesn't make any sense. A cut to a wide, and you see what he's cheersing to. And it's like, oh my god, that makes sense. That's a setup. That's really really good. Mm. Um, and so little things like that, um, I found really really helpful. But then also it's about taking taking the notes, choosing which ones you want to um, use. Yeah, which is tough, uh, you know, because it's your vision, and tough. everyone everyone out there is going to cut it different because we're all different, aren't you know? Yeah, exactly. So people yeah. are going to want different things so you have to do you have to try and be as objective as possible but also mm. still be true to your vision and what you want to put on the screen yeah so that's another interesting way maybe to go down is in terms of like cutting for like in, that we've talked about story but i think context is a really really good one because you've already got all the context in your head so i think is there um i don't know if you did this with the next one was it like okay so certain people that you sent to that weren't involved with the film did they need information that you thought you were giving them Mm. in the cut did so like i don't know with manny and, and charlotte the the actors were you when you were cutting between them i don't know was there a bit where you should probably have cut to a wide because you needed the context of what was going on or like I a don't... viewer that you didn't need because you've written it oh. but, a, 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 but an audience person like i'm just saying now with yeah. that wide shot like we needed that context i don't um, think so i don't think so i mean the only bit that the you know the it's funny like i had a scene which similar to yours just didn't really move the the story along and mm. then i didn't really achieve too much and like i cut that scene out and i showed it to someone and he said showed it to max who's a filmmaker friend of mine and he's um he said it was stronger and then i showed it to callum and lydia who are just my two two friends who aren't in the film industry and i showed them the film without it then i showed them the scene on its own and they were like yeah you don't need that scene like that scene doesn't add mm. anything like so and i didn't know that i just kind of thought we needed that scene and all through the writing process i was like sweating over this one scene to and how it was <laughs> it wasn't working and then just cutting it made so much sense and then hansel yeah. was like yeah if it's awkward or not working just cutting it is usually the best bet yeah, I think you know when it's not working, don't you? As yeah, well. it's you like the, the scene that I cut is just like wasn't working. Yeah, 
didn't um, do anything so you just gotta get you gotta get rid of it <laughs> yeah true but it's interesting watching films um after you start editing yours you it's it's interesting how which shots they're cutting to and what information they want you to see because essentially when they're cutting to a close-up or they're cutting to a reaction of someone it's that reaction that is important they're telling you this is a reaction that is important this is a setup for the payoff that's later yeah, gonna, yeah, totally. gonna happen um and so it's like wh when you're watching scenes it's interesting watching shorts or watching when you're watching films paying attention to how they've cut yeah. a certain scene they're like okay so someone's saying this speech and while they're saying the speech they've cut to a specific reaction from somebody we're looking at how they're reacting to that speech mm. that's important yeah that's some information that is information that we need that's a good point. later on to make the story make sense um so i think that's a good way of uh, almost like editing without editing is like looking when you're watching a film might ruin film watching has for me um but i'm like when i'm watching stuff at the moment i'm like i'm just working out why because i'm doing so much editing at the moment yeah why like, do why have they cut to this reaction there ah oh, that makes so much sense that they've cut to that reaction there yeah. um you know it's, it's really interesting yeah how and yeah. then it's also why have they cut to you you were talking to me about this is like david fincher talks about like um when you're being shown a close-up it's like this information you must must have this information <laughs> yeah so like be a damn good reason to use a close-up sort of thing yeah that's what he says isn't yeah. it? he's like don't use the close-up unless it's absolutely necessary to use a close-up yeah 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 um and also, yeah, do you notice, because uh, you actually picked something out to me the other day, and when I was watching the film, I noticed it as well, but Trial of Chicago 7, I think you said to me, like, they use some really weird close-ups in places. Mm. Do you remember saying that to me? I don't remember saying it, but oh. it sounds like something I would say. <laughs> well, I watched it, and, and um, I agreed, actually. There was, like, one cutaway where I was like, why have they used that yeah. almost like they were covering something up or something? It was, like, Maybe, just yeah. odd. And then... Also, but it's jarring, then, isn't it? It's jarring. Yeah. So that if you don't, if you're using it in the wrong place, or if you're using a, a cutaway or a, a, a close-up for no reason, then it's like yeah. you're drawing your, you're drawing the audience's attention to that for some reason. And then you, if you're cutting, there should be a reason why you're cutting as well. You know, yeah, like yeah. and hope and you know, so you kind of want the, all the rehearsals to. You know, what I found is that I had to cut quite a bit in, in my last short film because the pacing was a bit off. You know, or whatever mm. it was. And so that's great that you have that ability. But I kind of feel like maybe you should just not have to worry about that in the edit. Like it should just be there and then you just got to tighten things up yeah. if necessary. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You should you should have thought about that kind of yeah. stuff beforehand. But I think it is a really good way of going about it. It's like, okay, what information do the audience need hmm. for it to make sense? What's the minimal they need as well? Because you don't want to give them everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess it is good to cut like with the information required in your head as well. And then like, okay, how do I take then maybe taking it back from there? Yeah. Um, but it is interesting. It's like, what well, if you don't have the, the the right context, then such and such thing won't make sense or it won't pay off the way you want it to pay off because you haven't set it up. Mm. Um, which is hard when you're editing your own thing because you've got all the context, you know, you know you know the film in inside and out yeah and that's nice so why really you have fresh eyes on it and they can tell hopefully tell you if it's something is really not working yeah yeah um in terms of advice or like you know for like filmmakers who are making their first thought short film or whatever um yeah what can you give any like how would you go into the editing process what should you do what shouldn't you do uh, mm. what could you or actionable advice because i would say like just looking online there's a lot of um information about 
the values that you should bring to the editing process. So stuff like, um, like we've talked about in terms of um, cutting for emotion or making sure you tell the story or like remembering the information, etc. But like actionable advice in terms of software, how you should go about it. Can, can you talk a bit about that? Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. We've talked about software, haven't we? Like we're both in using Adobe Premiere Pro. I think a lot of a, a lot of people I know use Premiere Pro. So that's like um, what? It's like 18 I mean, quid a month or something like that. It's quite expensive. If you just, yeah, I think, but if you get the whole suite, it's like 50 quid a month. If you've got like uh, After Effects and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, so it's expensive. So there's that. There's I mean, also, there's DaVinci as well. DaVinci, which is, comes with like, if you buy a Blackmagic camera, I think you get free yeah. access to their, their edit suite. And they've also got way better color grading facilities mm. on there. Uh, so there's DaVinci. There's also iMovie if you just want to, you know, cut something really, really simple. I mean, that then might be a good. As well. Just to interrupt, that might be a good place to start. Like if you if you just want to kind of get to grips with how the editing process works, I'd say something like iMovie. And also mm. on Adobe Premiere, I think I pay thirty pound a month and I get everything all in. And then what? Yeah, I'm, I'm paying a, fifty. I'm on a deal though, so you you how? might you, what deal? You might be able to get that if you. If, I'll tell you about it afterwards. Um, and then, but also they do like a month free, so you could do a trial version mm, and then just have yeah. it for the for the elongation of how long it will take you to edit your short. I would say. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. And then how do you it's learn? It's definitely it? worth. Yeah, uh, well, learning it. I think I feel like you're in a better position to say it because I, okay. I like you. I learned through cutting my own little branded content things and cutting my own short films um and youtube videos uh yeah that's I've what i was going to say like youtube videos yeah. youtube videos are just the the most boring and frustrating thing to watch but also yeah. like just crucial like you know just trying yeah. to skip through and find the information it's not the right information but i'd say that that has been a massive help um mm. there's a guy uh he doesn't really it's not really film editing at all it's a guy called peter mckinnon but he does he does show you his workflow and how he cuts together th- um, uh, little th- the little things that he does kind of mm. more like vlogs but there is like actual actionable information on there about how he cuts things together okay. it's not very film it's not very film oriented like he doesn't make films but um, I mean they're little vlog things um, but it is quite actionable like advice in, uh, that he has Peter McKinnon like, okay we'll, we'll yeah, write that yeah. in the show notes I mean he's a classic youtube kind of guy Um but he does have like I think some some of his editing advice like actual like practical stuff that he does right. um, going through it. Uh, I think another thing that I've discovered recently as well in terms of uh, syncing your footage up is Tentacle, which I went through with you. Um, so that is a software. If you've got time code on the camera and the uh, and sound, you can sync all of the audio uh, and the video together, so you don't have to manually do that yourself yeah which is something you have to do like you put the you pull the video boring. and then you pull the audio files then you're going to match them up together um yeah to like the that. to the slate to the um slate board thing yeah um so i'd say um yeah that's a good that's a good way to go about doing it i think the best way is just like you just got to just sit down and learn it like you yeah. just got to sit down and like start cutting stuff yourself it's quite useful um, having... it's really quite a scary software if you don't look at it every day <laughs> yeah you got to you just yeah that, that's sort of how i did it i just kind of threw myself in the deep end and then also having like you and 
and if you've got a friend who does it like just whatsapping yeah, them with them questions, questions you, can, yeah. you know like i sent will loads of like just videos of me on a screen being like <laughs> why doesn't this work you know that kind of thing and even actually like sitting down with like somebody who edits like will mm. like like with you i did and then just seeing like all the keyboard shortcuts and being like oh, okay yeah. that's a shortcut i'm missing that's a shortcut i'm missing because it'll just save you time um, yeah, yeah, so much time. So also, we didn't talk about uh, creating proxies. Very boring, but yeah. creating proxy uh. files for your footage. So you'll, I don't know what you'll have shot your f- short film in, but um, I, I do this and you do this all the time, and it just makes the whole process a lot quicker. Yeah, you create a proxy. Um, it's very easy on Premiere. Anyway, I can't tell you about any of the other editing softwares, but <laughs> have a look into. But that creating probably proxies. should be the one you should use, Premiere. Um, yeah. Because we use it, yeah. um, <laughs> but it's one everybody uses. Like, sure, yeah, 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 it's very true. Um, but creating proxies will, be, will make your whole life a lot easier because if they're very big files, they compress the files down, and then you can yeah. just kind of scroll through, and it's just ah, oh, yeah, makes your life so much easier. But all of that technical um, stuff, just Google it. Look up if you look up workflow. I'd say that you know, in my mm. my like experience the last three months, like looking up workflow, that means basically the the order of the work that you're doing in post-production let's say then you can see what people say about their editing processes and how they do it and proxies and all the rest of it comes into that um so yeah and it's worth just mentioning as well like it's just so um you know like i was listening to a podcast the other day with Frances mcdormand and she was saying how she wanted to work with directors who could edit you know Mm. that was what she wanted because she said she was pretty good at the acting thing you know, so yeah, she didn't yeah, need she a director knew. who could who could teach her how to act. She needed a director who could edit because yeah, then she yeah. could she could do the acting on her own. Um, and I thought that was oh, quite interesting because it just shows the importance of, mm. of knowing what order the shots need to go in. And then yeah, it's hugely important. So that that's that's kind of yeah. how, how I feel about that. Okay, so shall we end with a quote, Will? Yeah, I think we should end with a, a quote. Um, I've got one here from Thelma Tunemaker. Oh, okay. Yeah, she is Martin Scorsese's editor. I think I've said her name right, I think. Nice. Um, anyway, so her the quote is, I don't think you can be a great director without knowing a lot about editing. Interesting. I think that kind of sums up everything we're talking about, like how important editing is. So learn to edit. about editing. Yeah, don't leave it up to somebody else, especially at this stage, I would say. Like, yeah, or like you sure. need to learn. You need to learn it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, you can. I suppose definitely you can are advantages you go of having by, an but, editor. But yeah. Yeah, initially I'd say learn how to edit your films and then probably edit, you know, at least a few short films before you give hand over the reins. Indeed. Um, well, thank you, Thelma. Thank you, Thelma. Thank you, Yian. Thank you for your films too, Thelma. Thank you. Ah, thank you. Um, but anyway, thanks. Uh, thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. Um, thank you. There Will. are a few of you now, so uh, thank you for for all listening. Um, and hope you enjoy. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.